Hey guys, it's Alicia and Kelsey with another episode of Not Your Normal Childhood. So we are wrapping up this first season of Not Your Normal Childhood. So this will be our last episode of the season. So we're going to be kind of wrapping up our childhood essentially <laughs> and then we're um gonna be moving into another season more about our life now and um actually letting you guys know what we're up to other than just you know we work and Alicia has a baby so it'll be a lot more in depth and I think you'll get to see you know another side of us mm-hmm. we know you're dying to see how the story ends so right right <laughs> the rest is still unwritten mm-hmm. yeah good old Natasha yeah yeah nice anyways so um one area of our childhood that we have yet to mention um is an area of faith and specifically kind of our time and memories at the church that we grew up and so these kinds of memories these years were pivotal in our life and honestly they are kind of like what happened in those years affect and influence like who we are today and why we are still Christians or why we're Christians even at all. Um, and honestly, how we live our life, all of that kind of stuff really stems out of meeting God um, and just really our time at our old church. We're going to just call it CP because I don't feel like talking about. Well, I still go there. <laughs> you said old church. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I was actually just there today, but yeah. Um, so yeah, um, for those of you who don't know, um, mainly well, everyone who didn't go to the church during that day. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Alicia was an atheist. Oh yeah. Yeah. That and part. then she started going to our church as an atheist and it took her like three, four weeks and she finally broke down and realized like God is real mm-hmm. and she prayed to receive Christ. God's not dead. Oh my He's gosh. A, whatever. How does the rest of that song He's go? Surely alive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I, I that saw song them in concert. Gives me goosebumps. Oh really? I think that's I don't know why. So lame. Sorry, okay, they have another <laughs> song I really like. Like the song gives me goosebumps. I'm like so oh right. Oh no no. <laughs> is that the line of the lamb or no no the whatever i'm so sorry we'll talk about it later yeah, yeah. you're right you're we'll right. touch on it later no it's all good um but i did go to a concert from that band news boys or oh yeah 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 it's not uh, new boys the new news boys. i went to the new boys <laughs> oh my gosh well you but, sound like an old lady i know new kids on the block who are they again okay so um yeah so like alicia was an atheist and she started going to church and she has a really cool story Wait, can I talk about my convert moment? Like, yeah. Like, V quick? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was an atheist as an eighth grader. I was an atheist my whole life at that point. And you could probably think of me like, well, how much of an atheist were you as, as an eighth grader? You know, like, I still was young, um, you know, usually at that age you're typically not as opinionated and whatever. Mm-hmm. But let me just tell you, I hated any idea of people saying that there was a god it just didn't click for me i was like i'm so depressed i'm so emo why you know like it was really cool to be emo at that time v cool it was just it was kind of a thing to be depressed honestly yeah it it was a trend yeah hashtag trending i don't know why what is with me anyways i had coffee who are you (laughs) i'm not sure (laughs) um but anyways so i yeah i just 
really did not think that God was real. I, I didn't think that there was anything out there. Honestly, I was just like, we die and that's it. Um, and I think I was just very bitter and I don't know about my situations and all that kind of stuff that you'll probably hear about more later. Um, and so I just really was lacking kind of that like constant, like unconditional love kind of feel, um, of, I mean, I didn't get that much in the way that I needed or wanted it at home. And I, I mean, I, we moved quite a bit, so I didn't really get that in friends for a while. And I don't know, just all that kind of stuff. So when I went to church and eventually, um, there was like this like video, I said like five times, um, there was this video on the first Sunday that I went to this youth, this youth service, and it was this Life Without Christ video. And when you turned it or read it backwards, it was the exact opposite. It was this like awesome life and whatever, a life abundance, if you will. And that was with Christ. And I was like, how did they know my circumstances that this is my terrible life? And I wanted that second, I wanted that flip the script. Yeah, I know kind what you're of. talking about where it was like, like it would go like God is evil yeah and satan or whatever and then you would like literally read it backwards and it had the completely different message mm -hmm. but it was like like first was a perception and then the second one was that what's what's true yeah the reality of it yeah mm -hmm. and so i was curious and so i kept on coming back and then eventually it was like maybe three or four weeks in and um the youth pastor at the time he had said does anyone want to um except Christ. And at that time, I mean, now we're so conservative where, you know, pastors and preachers will be like, everyone's head bowed. And if you're praying this prayer, we're all praying it with you. Like, you're not going to be left out. Like, raise your hand. Only I will see, you know, but like mm -hmm. back in the day, it was you stand up if that was your decision and everyone looked at you. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like, uh, it was intimidating. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I do remember that. I was like, when did they change that? It's a very, yeah, I'm not sure. But it's, I feel like it was like a cultural shift. I yeah. think it's just like, we need to make people comfortable and I don't know. But honestly, I think it's like, it's, it's something different when you have to legitimately stand up and say, I believe, you know, mm -hmm. it's almost empowering. Yeah. It's again, I think it's the factor of it's uncomfortable and people might not stand or you can't get a count or whatever, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If that's the case. But I remember standing for the first time, and as I was standing, like, floodgates had appeared from my eyeballs. Like, I can't even explain. I couldn't stop crying. And, I mean, I was an emotional kid and human being altogether. Mm -hmm. um, but I could not stop bawling my eyes out. And I think if I, I kind of imagine it this way, like, my heart was like a cup like a chalice like a beautiful gold chalice cup this is how i envision it in my head and it was like someone like it was under a faucet and someone turned on the faucet and then they just like forgot to turn it off when it got to the top and it just was you know pouring over the rim and um in the wise words of pastor justin timberlake mm. um to fill my cup till it runneth over I think it said something. Actually, you know what? Paraphrase. That's the message version. Anyways, <laughs> um, I know none of that made sense. It's fine. But, um, but yeah, so it was like my, my, the cup of my heart was just running over. That was like the time that I first like felt this like 
completely different like love and acceptance and I don't I don't even know like it was this very undescribable feeling and I literally didn't stop crying until like hours later it was just very emotional and it was very like it was kind of like relieving it was like oh, finally this was this is what I was what reaching for searching for needing mm-hmm. desiring like that was it and I had found it it was just this very relieving moment and then I remember I went to Schlaschke's after. Mm-hmm. Back when that was still there. Oh, man. Rips. I miss their sandwiches. They had good sandwiches. I like, made sure I never ate there because I always <laughs> would eat hot food. Oh, I'm sure they had paninis. Yeah, but I was not... High school Kelsey wasn't in panini. <laughs> she only liked chicken sandwiches. And I'm so hungry right now. Why? Anyway, so... Mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so Alicia started going to Crosspoint and I remember like at the time I remember you talking about just like how much of an atheist you were mm-hmm. and I was like she's so faking it like I didn't really believe mm-hmm. you because I was like I just always had a hard time believing that but now obviously I don't know why you would lie about that so no. um but then you came to faith and I was like oh now she's all you know believer because I was catholic and yeah. whatever confirmation classes oh I didn't go to those because remember I left the church oh this would be the episode to talk about that. I mean, like, not in depth, but just mention of it. But, yeah, so I remember you telling me about the church. And at the time, I was being recruited by the Mormon church, and I was raised Catholic. Yes. So my mom was a student leader for the high schoolers, like, people in my grade. And then my brother was a confirmation class teacher, which, if you know my family... <laughs> I, yes, as soon as you started talking about that, I was like... Oh, you what? Yeah, my, my family. Um, definitely like, a, oh, we want to be involved type of thing. And I feel like my mom was probably like really good at leading. I know Kevin really liked it, but I mean, you know the things my brother was doing while teaching confirmation class. It's just yeah. like the most religious, like blasphemous, not blasphemous, but kind of like blasphemous thing. Um, so yeah, basically... Um, being recruited by the Mormon church, my mom told me I wasn't allowed to see them anymore. And, um, I wasn't really super fascinated with the religion, but I just, I had this curiosity for God and it was just like, and for that boy. Okay. So I did, you know, that guy I probably mentioned I was in love with. I barely knew. Well, I, even the only reason I met with the Mormon missionaries was because I had heard that I would learn about like their church. So I thought they meant like the families there. So I was like, great. I'm going to hear about my crush. Maybe they have some photos. This is like a little picture childhood photo album. Like I'm not even joking. I like must have thought I was going to get this insight into his life. So I said, yes, I didn't realize I'd be watching a video about like Joseph Smith or whatever his name is and all Mm. this stuff. But I mean, I had a very open heart to like faith. Obviously, like I always believed but I did not understand God. Mm-hmm. Um, but so anyways, so... I actually had really fun at that Mormon church. Really? Sorry. I mean, like, yeah, like, we had fun at times. We did build a 2007 time capsule, which is kind of, like, the key to my heart. But, um, <laughs> which I still... I haven't opened it yet, but I do still have it because I just saw it. It's in my closet. But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, like, an awful church. Like, the people who were there were so sweet, mm-hmm. but, like, the services were so long. Anyways, that's just, like... They also had a problem with my piercings in my ear. Well, they're Mormon. You weren't allowed to drink coffee as a member of their church or tea because it has addictive... Sub- what? 
you know what I mean? Anyways, that's a yeah. whole other thing. But so my mom was like, yeah, I don't want you to keep going to the Mormon church. And I was like devastated because I was actually like really like connecting with God, but mm-hmm. something was missing. And they had like this long, long, long list. They It was like probably four columns of things I would have to do every week and every day in order to become a member of their church, which is like the complete opposite of like Christianity and what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. No offense to the Mormon church, but... <laughs> That, that's just that's just how it is but so um <clears throat> what was i gonna say i was like okay well i'll go back to the catholic church and then i just like wasn't growing in my faith i wasn't learning anything i did go on like a conference and that was kind of fun but i was hearing you talk about mm-hmm. this church and you were like oh my gosh this person goes here this person goes here this person goes here i was like oh those are all cool people but i remember you saying to me because we were we were talking on facebook messenger which is funny because oh, we, we were like we hung out every single weekend we were best friends we could have been texting or talking in person we wrote on each other's facebook wall that's all the time. so true because remember and you were like okay why aren't you answering my calls like i just don't like phone calls what are you doing? I'm listening to Owl City. Okay, well, if I were yes. to die, would you rather hear my voice or Owl City right now? Still would say that to this day. <laughs> but I don't even listen to Owl City. Whatever. So, um, what was I going to say? I just want to see if there's any. We're, like, ends. really going to get into this topic and, like, not keep going on rants. But, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, my gosh. Wait, you need to scroll back up. I was so religious. No, no, scroll up. Scroll up. Scroll up. Up, 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 up. Those. Oh. Yeah. Tom Jewell's picks. Talk about a throwback. It was a very long time ago. Sorry. Anyways, Alicia decided to pull up her Facebook while we're recording a podcast. I wanted to see my memories. Oh, okay. Um, but so, yeah. Anyways. Sorry. I'm getting distracted. So, um. Okay. Oh, my God. So, so yeah, sorry okay. for you, the listeners. Yeah, with so the right now. Catholic Church was just kind of like very dull. We did go on a fun conference, and they're oh my gosh, I actually and that's thinking where Kansas weather. City weather. weather was born. Yeah, the, it's an old song of mine, everyone's favorite. And if you want to listen about it, go a couple episodes back to Victim of September. Oh yeah, I did read the lyrics. <laughs> that's right. But so I remember I was at this conference. It was the first like conference I ever went to. It was probably like twenty thousand people or something. It was crazy. But there were these people who. Were were so not catholic like they were very much like non-denominational christian like they had to have been and they were like sharing their testimonies it was a husband they're dancing nuns i remember something yeah yeah no that was something else lots of dancing nuns i mean i just don't Anyways, sorry, continue. But you know what, though? Like, my involvement in the church, like, they would actually take us to conferences and stuff, and we would go, and we'd actually bond. So I have to hand that to the Catholic Church, because that, that's pretty rare right there. Um, but so, yeah, like, my family just really love the involvement. Obviously, my family's very Catholic, very religious, and they just value the tradition of it. I mean, like, they do value faith, but they're not, like living by faith. Um, my mom says that. She's like, we have all kinds of faith. I'm like, I know you do, mm-hmm. but our family doesn't live by it. She's like, sure. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, mom. Like, because anyways, so I went to like this one conference and there was this couple and I was thinking about this recently because like the guy was like perfect. He was like virgin and his wife was not. And she was like really into partying. And so everybody was just super impacted by their testimonies. And I'm like, what if that's my husband and I (laughs) like, that's just how I've seen it. So that's so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, what if we're like those people from NCYC? Anyways, so 
leaving behind all the boring parts of our lives. I mean, it's still fascinating, but it's not like that interesting. But so I heard so much about this church and I was like, I remember you told me, you're like, we express our love for God through music. And I was a musician, so I thought I belonged there. And um, I don't know, I just remember like when we went to the Battle of the Bands concert that you competed in, I was like in that search for, okay, should I go back to the Mormon church? Should I stay at my family's church? Like, I just remember at that time, I'm surprised how self-aware I was of this, but I was like, I want to be a member of a church where I just feel so at home, where I know all the rooms, all the people, and I want my faith to be a part of my identity. Like, I just didn't understand what I wanted or how that was all going to come together. And the second we walked into the church, there was nobody there. We're just outside of the gym and the worship team was practicing. Like, before Battle of the Bands, like, you'd think some, like, metal band would be in rehearsal, but no, I just walked in, two steps in the door, and I just had this overwhelming feeling come over me, and it was just, like, I knew, like, this is the church, and I was not a person who could have had that insight or whatever on my own, like, I didn't have Christ in me, but I was definitely seeking, and I really, truly believe that was, like, God communicating that to me, even though I didn't, like, pray to receive Christ yet, I did that Mm -hmm. night, um, obviously like our pastor, I remember like right away I met, you know, our pastor and then mm-hmm. my old mentor who they're both obviously still very close to us. Um, and they were just like, oh, well, you don't have to go here. You know, if you feel like you grow very well at another church, you can go there. And I was like, wow, like that's not how the Catholic church is at all. They, um, basically kicked my mom and my brother out of leadership or unwelcomed them from going back into it because, no, no, they were going to kick my family out of leadership if I joined the Mormon church. Oh, yeah. And then when they found out I was going to, like, a Christian church, they were obviously more relieved, but they still tried to, like, recruit me to remain Catholic. I don't know what it is, but I know that church does not, is not fond of, like, um, non-Catholic churches. Like, they truly like on a doctrinal level like think there's something wrong and they see the fact that we don't always have a cross on stage or whatever and they just think it's wrong and they don't understand and I remember them bashing like churches like the church we were going to and I was getting pissed I was like (laughs) okay well people there actually know God believe in him like half the kids in this room are atheists and they're forced to be here just to get confirmed because their parents are forcing them to be here like do you remember how much I hated the Catholic Church like I don't Mm -hmm. hate it now but I don't I I have no reason to defend it I'm just you know what I mean like it's religion it's tradition there are some people who are like very genuinely into their faith and they yeah they actually like pursue it at the church but it's Mm -hmm. just very rare like I do have a relative who's like that and she's like very into like bible study and she's really sweet so it's not that it's impossible it's just very Mm -hmm. rare and it's not the main majority of people so anyways definitely gotten to know us a lot better though from that Mm because that's kind of like some of the most like pivotal times oh crap my knee yeah some of the most pivotal times of our life but um so this service that we went to like by the time alicia had done the battle of bands concert like i we just want to stop there for a moment <laughs> can we park it at battle of the well, bands well didn't you say that you won third place in our last podcast you mentioned it recently did i yeah in here no. like we talked about it how you okay maybe not i well you know me and my memory it's not that i did yeah um but just in just for those that don't know what the mm-hmm. battle of the bands is so basically they had bands or artists come to audition and 
I think it was kind of maybe like a, maybe a missions raise. I don't remember. But you had to, I think, like, I don't remember, like, get people there. Like, I had, like, these, like, ticket things, remember, mm-hmm. that I would print out and, and give to people. I think it kind of, like, helped towards your placement, like, because they would give prizes out. Yeah, I think you had to, like, maybe pay, like, an admission, but you had to also, like, inv- you were, like, obviously encouraged to invite people, but I mm-hmm. think you had to invite a certain amount of people because you were a performer. Yes, and you were like, like 14 that. at the time. I remember watching you get up on stage. I was so nervous because it was the closest thing to me going on stage because mm-hmm. of like, you know, Rocky's annual and like all our mm-hmm. concerts. This was like your first real gig mm-hmm. and you were so young. I mean, you weren't even in high school yet. Mm-hmm. And like everyone else, like I know and this is like the scariest thing is because they had this like trailer, like this video trailer and it was like so cool and it was so intense and they, yeah. you know how like, michael and like all those production guys are they always like wanted to like turn up the subwoofers or whatever mm-hmm. and they always wanted the sound to be intense so they play this preview and it's like all this like highly produced music yeah like really intense and it's all the bands who are there and then a few that were going to be at an upcoming concert that was like so like myspace junkie met our faith like that's yeah. where it all came together was our music and our faith because we would have all those bands come to our church all the time it was so yeah. cool and like that was was like like a trend back then in church too not like just at ours but I remember like they played that video and then it was like all quiet and then you got up and like started playing your piano and it was just like not like a huge step down but it was so much like less intense that it yeah. was like scary like why would you play that video before she goes up there she's just a little girl I was like mortified like not like mortified but like, I knew you're gonna do well but I was just so nervous it was very nerve-wracking. I remember, mm-hmm. like, trying to recruit as many people as possible to come and support me and to have my little, like, flyer thing. I can't even remember. I remember um, auditioning for it, and it was the youth pastor and your old mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it was Live the Dream, that song. Oh, yeah. Um, that I had auditioned with, I think. Or no, she. They just wanted to hear both of the songs that I would sing if I. Mm. I think, it, or maybe it was two or three. I don't remember. Probably wanted to approve of the content. Yeah, <laughs> which makes sense. And I remember thinking and saying, "Um, this song is a little vulgar." <laughs> was it? I think I just learned the word. Mm. You know, I like you know when you like learn a word and you're like, mm. I'm gonna just use it. And I think I just learned Without the word vulgar. What it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, or just like I, I don't know. It was just so overemphasized the line that i thought was vulgar because they were just like you know like we don't really accept any swears i'm like well it's not a swear it's it's like what is it is yeah something something in our economy sucks i thought that was vulgar Hmm. the word sucks Hmm. i was like it just seems abrasive (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i just remember being weirded out anyways and so um yeah, I got up there, did my three songs. I rehearsed so much, and you were, like, I had made you, like, listen to all of mm-hmm. my rehearsing. And I remember, like, tripping on my words. Um, I said, like, maybe, I don't remember. Like, I, I went to say, like, a number, like, you know, one to two months, that kind of thing. I said it, like, kind of opposite. I did, like eight to five or something like like something Mm -hmm. stupid i do think i remember that and i hated myself for it 
Anyways, and then um, I won third place for a hundred dollars, which was great. I was very unexpected of that. Mm -hmm. And then TBT to call back California. Mm -hmm. They won second. Yeah, BT dubs. Yeah, Yeah, when I prayed to receive Christ, I had to stand up too. And I, my friend next to me, he said that it was either him or a different friend, which kind of matters because one of these friends is no longer with us. Yeah. One of them told me that, like, they did pray the prayer, but they didn't want to stand up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, to me, I thought that was like, oh, that you didn't receive Christ. I mean, I'm sure yeah. that's, like, obviously not the case. But it's just crazy yeah. that, like, I just remember that, like, it went from, like, stand up. Well, I think that was downstairs. And it's so funny because this youth service we were part of was off the chain, you guys. Like, I, we will get no into it in idea. a second. But our youth pastor would just make fun of the upstairs adult service all the time. And rightfully so, because I go to that service now. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not awful, but, like, it was not what we had going on. It and was had, no ignition, let me just tell yeah. you. But we had so many, like, adults that would go to our service because the sermons were not written for high schoolers. Like, like they were. Like, they were written with them in mind, but it wasn't, like, kitty content. Like, it was very much to bring you into adulthood yeah. with a full understanding of this that that your parents are not I mean I don't know okay we'll get in a second but I was gonna say yeah he just made fun of the other service all the time in a light-hearted manner yeah like in a light-hearted manner obviously like they were close but um yeah um I don't know if he just preached on really hard topics. He did. Or that we were so new in our faith that everything was like, well, well you know, I yeah. think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. But I just remember every single sermon, every single stinking Sunday that we were sitting in those chairs, it was a revelational moment. Mm-hmm. Conviction, it was information, it made your mm-hmm. head just kind of expand Because he used a lot of research. Yeah. And then he would really, because my mom, when she went to... Ignition a few times, and I remember Brian, like our pastor, though, was the sweetest thing that, like, I had told my parents for my 16th birthday, all I wanted was for them to come to the youth service and mm-hmm. to, like, come to my church. Because they were, oh my gosh, do you remember? Like, my dad was, like, very, my parents mm-hmm. were very scared. They didn't, after the whole Mormon church thing, they didn't know about our church and they were very weary of it. And they would call our pastor and be like, why does my daughter want to go to your church? Like, that just shows, like, I love my parents, but, like, what kind of parenting is that? Like, oh, my gosh, my daughter loves church, and she's growing in her faith. Let me do everything I can. Let me get to the bottom of this. Because because we're a family of faith, right? We set that example for our children, so it's my job to harass any youth pastor. And, I mean, like, I know my dad, I don't, I mean, like, that kind of was his intention, but, like, he didn't want to like cause a conflict obviously I think he was just wanted to make sure that like what they believed was like actually biblical and not like some creepy religion yeah because the kids were so involved but it was like their choice obviously so anyways but yeah so anyways um, but yeah I remember like like the concerts we would have were so intense like we'd have mosh pits we'd have body surfing the ambulance were Mm -hmm. there some guy got maced in the face like some Mm -hmm. girl sprayed mace in his eyes another girl was yeah taken away in a stretcher because they dropped her i mean like that was our church yeah we had like the hip-hop dancers we had a dance team at one point you and i were on it and you were leading the dance 
but we had like different dance teams and we had like a like a drama team and we did like the cool everything skit or whatever it's called oh my gosh yeah but like we would just like go out of our way to express ourselves with like the best music like musically like all the musicians like they're all high school kids but most of them knew how to play multiple instruments so Mm -hmm. they could literally like walk over to each other swap instruments and play the same song or just switch up the songs it's like people who like very very fluently know multiple languages and just switch speaking languages on each other like that's how the musicians like at our church were and i don't know that i think they were like very exceptional yeah like very exceptional and like the preaching was exceptional but um you know like there was a lot of that we had really cool videos like when you were saying that thing about stuff i was like oh my gosh like where did he find this because there's a lot of cool resources now and Mm -hmm. i'm sure if we were brand new in our faith and we were learning all this for the first time it would be a lot cooler but there's like definitely a church culture now that we're older that we know hundreds upon hundreds of other believers and we've traveled you know respectively all over the country Mm. overseas we've done missions we know people from all these different churches it's not the same anymore but also even going to all those different ministries there was still nothing that topped our youth service like nothing like from like a production and like a spiritual standpoint too because I don't know at least for us like it was definitely genuine we weren't just like raising our hands to fit in like it Mm -hmm. was very much real but there would be like oh my gosh there's so much to say but like we were just a part of like a huge revival like yeah there were people that would go to our church that were never gonna end up going to church like if you went to the church there was a good chance all your friends and family were going to miraculously come to christ and it was going to be this big huge miracle like Mm -hmm. that was normal and you know like god still does stuff like that but it just kind of like I don't know looking back it almost puts like a sour taste in my mouth just to see Mm -hmm. that like that was the trend only because other people are not still like they just kind of gave up on their faith you know then it just makes me question like how genuine was it but I think when you so that kind of like atmosphere we were a part of was again so um like, you wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You were challenged. You were growing. Um, the music was cool. People were kind of just, like, they, like, it's not that people dressed extravagantly or acted a specific way. Like, people were just so genuine. Um, like, the music was loud. The The pre-service music was, you know, dubstep and happening mm-hmm. and you 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 felt like you're a part of something kind of mm-hmm. like really cool and big if that makes sense mm-hmm. for a small town church you know um and i think when you remove an element from it i mean i mean if you think about it like an element was changed so our youth pastor had moved um well how old were we i, I think was, it was my senior year i was 21 yes and that would be like maybe like the year i don't remember somewhere around there so if you were 21, then I had been like 19. So mm-hmm. I was like maybe college. I don't know. Um, and so, I mean, people had placed so much emphasis on him and mm-hmm. kind of put him on a pedestal. Like he almost Very was much. like the navigator of your faith or mm-hmm. the director, whatever. Um, and if you weren't careful, like, you know, like if you weren't genuine in your faith or not, not your faith. No, no, no. That's not what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. If you weren't careful with who you put your emphasis on um you know taking him away from the equation could 
completely crumble someone. Because mm-hmm. some people looked to him as their, um, you know... Like, connection to God. Yeah. I did a whole... We actually did a whole Bible study two years before he left, and it was, like, saying how, like, your youth pastor can't be your connection to God. Yeah. And, like, the average youth pastor sticks around for two years. But he stuck around for nine, which yeah. is crazy and totally mm-hmm. unheard of. And he was offered a lot more money. At way bigger churches. And and he just, he was like, no, we've got something going here. And we really did. And, like, obviously for us, like, our faith is very much genuine. And the thing I love, not, okay, no, I do not love this. <laughs> I made a lot of bad choices. But it's like a lot, I see so many of the kids that we mentored and coached, um, especially, like, people like I you know, definitely, like, that were in my group and just other people around that, like, still believe in God or maybe mm-hmm. don't that have just, like, really gone down a different path. <clears throat> um, Obviously, they they weren't around through everything the same way we were and they didn't get that same kind of mentoring or coaching, but I don't, like, I can see how that plays a huge role. I don't think that's the end-all, be-all, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, like, if they're just choosing to never go to church, then no wonder they're not growing in their faith yeah. or read the Bible ever or talk with other people who believe in God. Like that's going to change things. Yeah. But um, like for us, obviously like our faith was very genuine. Oh my gosh, there was something very important and specific I wanted to say. Oh yeah. I was going to say like, obviously like I did go through difficult times. Like I really turned away with my action and like got into party and got into a lot of trouble. Broke a TV. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I did a lot of not very smart things. And so if you surround yourself with bad company, they will corrupt good morals. And that yeah. comes straight from Proverbs or Psalms. Don't know which one. Probably show me Proverbs. your friends and I'll show you your future. Oh, really? Somebody said that? I've heard yeah, it before. Yeah, it's, it's a saying. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. But it's so true. Like, I was a very, 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 very innocent girl. And then to, like, see the things I did, like, everybody just laughs at them. Finally, I broke down and cried about it, like, a month ago. It was like, oh, my gosh, I realized how awful all that is. Um, But so, yeah, like, I, like, made a lot of mistakes and stuff. But, like, that pastor was still there. Mm-hmm. All the same people were there. It was still when the ministry was, like, really, like, going strong and people are still very strong in their faith and so I don't know I'm just glad that if I ever went through something like that it wasn't like oh no I lost my youth pastor it was like Mm -hmm. no I just already had things that I didn't know how to deal with correctly and so yeah yeah. I think that's also a thing too like we didn't grow up in the church so for our like we were just kind of like learning the moral compass if that Mm -hmm. makes sense um because between whatever we were raised with thinking or I don't know, whatever was around us, like, we didn't, we didn't know any better at some sorts, I don't know, like, we could have handled things differently if maybe we came from a different background, if that made sense, um, but then again, like, I don't know, it, it all could have been in the air, because you see people that were, like, Christians their entire Mm -hmm. lives, and then they get to college, and they're wild, but, Mm -hmm. like, they're wild, they're wild, wow, wow, (laughs) um, but, yeah, that's, it could have been different, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, I, just, I think... Oh, oh no, you go, you go, you oh, go. Okay, I was going to say that goes right in line with, like, just the fact that, like, you look at, like, us versus, like, the youth that we were entrusted to lead. Like, I don't think we did a bad job with them at all. I think there was a lot of pressure technically put on us. Like, yeah. the interview questions I was asked one year were like, okay, so if a girl comes to you and says she's pregnant, how are you going to handle that? I'm like um I don't know I'm 18 I don't know what to do <laughs> yeah I, I think it was like yeah. 2021 20, at the time but still like I was still very immature I was going through hell <laughs> and I would 
like, and everything at the church became very toxic. And it's really sad because, like, I look at. Continue, but I remember what path I was going on. Oh, okay. With my talking. Um, But, yeah, like, there's a lot of pressure on us. But, like, I look at, like, the way they grew up. And it's not to say it was, like, our fault or, like, because youth pastor left. But, obviously, like, it's just one of those things where I go back and forth where it's, like, okay, a lot of that is personal responsibility. But a ton of it is the culture you're in and your environment. Yeah. So, for people to be, like, oh, well, no wonder you guys turn out like that because you had this, this, and that. It's, like, yes, we did. And that definitely helped. But we still had to put in an effort. We still had to show up. Like, there was a whole summer, like, when the youth service would end, I just wouldn't go to church all summer. I mean, like, how stupid is that? Um, You know, (laughs) and I'd go to probably, like, summer nights or whatever, which was great. Yeah. Um, But what I was going to say is, like, we had such, like, amazing adult leaders. Like, obviously, like, my old mentor, like, you know, she moved out of state. My, My current mentor moved out of state, too. But, like... There were just so many things she told me that were very hard to hear. And everyone to the She was the best at doing that. But, like, there were times, and I was actually, I was thinking about this today. I was like, she gave me some advice, and I was like, how could she say that to me? Like, I'm so happy, and blah, blah, blah. And a week later, what she predicted would happen in my life came true. And it was like, that started a whole path of some of the of of my biggest regrets in life and she saw it right away she's like if you choose to do this then you'll start doing that and i was like what you don't know that why don't you trust me you don't even that? know me right and so no she I was know everything I'm she was totally right and like she she said a lot of things that were hard to hear but she was she was wise but she scared the crap out of people but i was like that's because you don't know her like we do but mm-hmm. one thing i loved and i don't know why i just was kind of on this thought today too is like we were just really taken under so many older people's wings like you Mm -hmm. had women who would take you shopping we had coaches and mentors or just like people who weren't even our coach people who were not our mentors but just were like family to us like our whole ministry was like like family like we talk about being raised in the church all the time it takes a village to raise a child or Mm -hmm. what is it i don't know something like that something you know what i'm saying but like that was our village yeah and I feel, I feel like that's why we are the way we are now because mm-hmm. we had those people in our lives and it's, I don't know. And just like coming from like our family and mom, I know you listen to my podcast. I'm not mm-hmm. bashing our family. Um, but you know, we weren't, we weren't Christians growing mm-hmm. up and you know, my mom since has come to faith in like a more real and practical way and mm-hmm. still waiting for my dad. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, but like, it's it's so much different when you are raised by people that that don't walk the Christian faith, mm-hmm. and then you have all of these like adults. Like I'm not talking about like I was 14 and my mentor was like 18. Like I'm talking yeah. about 40 plus years old, mm-hmm. and Ted kids are our age. Yeah, like that. Those relationships with those people were so meaningful, impactful. Like they treated us like their own children. Mm-hmm. Like your old mentor she called me her adoptive daughter like yeah totally that, and they'd bring us over and they would cook us dinner they'd have us mm-hmm. stay overnight they would like call us and text us and they'd wake up in the middle of the night and just spend an hour praying for us like like we 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 were on their mind their heart and it was so genuine it i don't know like i feel like now to even have that kind of relationship with someone you'd be put in a question like what are you oh, doing yeah. with this child all the time blah blah which is weird because it was like a woman to woman thing yeah but it, and i don't know like it just always i'm just so thankful mm-hmm. for 
all of those women, all of those leaders. And the men, too. The men yeah. were great, too. Yeah. But they, they knew their place. Like, they, they were more focused on the men, obviously. But, yeah. like, we had, you know, obviously people who were just – they would share things with us. And every time we get together, we'd have a talk. It was, mm-hmm. like, this, like – I don't know how to explain it, but you – like, I remember one day – okay, this is, like, kind of a random side point. But <laughs> the point I want to make, two quick things, is, um, you know, they'd say something and, like, people would come to your youth group and you'd sit down. And I feel like this is why I'm the way I am. Is like I love having deep, like intimate conversations with people where you feel like you've just had some groundbreaking conversation yeah. or where you feel like you are having this talk that like like you just see like heaven in your future. Like I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. Like but you just stepped up another stair. Level. Yeah. Like yeah, I totally understand. Like you were just having this like crazy, like spiritual high type of a vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel that much anymore. Like every once in a while I get that where like you just have this like eternal perspective of things mm-hmm. and you just feel on fire for god and you feel like you have the deepest sense of purpose Mm -hmm. and mission in your life and i just remember like almost every talk was like that we would hang out all the time with our friends or even just like you me and you know one other person and we would just choose to like worship yeah like oh my gosh can we worship right now and it was like the coolest thing ever like that would be like watching to all the boys i love before but like for us and it was like funny because none of us really can't we didn't come from a background like that and our families were just like yeah don't drink don't have sex don't do drugs and then everyone else was like okay well this is what you're doing now and there's other things in your life that you could be screwing up or Mm -hmm. other things that are good that you could be placing way too much significance on um so i don't know it's just like it changed everything but um i do remember and this this kind of spooks me out but it was like probably 2010 2011 and we were at school we were the after school club for a while (laughs) this was probably after that we weren't really hanging out with those people anymore and we were like sitting like by like like by those doors right by like the gym and the cafeteria and I just like had this feeling and maybe I said something to you I don't remember but it was probably 2010 and we had like just come to faith or like we were very new in our faith Mm -hmm. and I just felt like we were called to know Jesus not just to know Jesus in our lives but that we were supposed to prepare the coming generation for the second coming of christ and i was brand new in my faith like i had i didn't know about like revelation or anything but i just had this feeling like what if jesus comes down to earth in my lifetime and this is why i need to know him now mm-hmm. and so i don't know i'm not trying to make any predictions but i just remember feeling that and like believing that that could very well happen or just that we need to be preparing for jesus's return and it's not just this is what people have been doing for centuries. It was like, no, for such a time as this, mm-hmm. which was one of our series. Yeah. Years later. Good but, old Esther. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Such a tangent. But what were you going to say? It's all good. Um, I was just kind of backtracking a little bit. Um, those, it's so fun to go down memory lane. I know. Um, I hope you, whoever is listening to this, are also thinking about your own childhood and things that make you you because of memories and things that have have, um, occurred in your childhood or that kind of stuff. Good things, hopefully. Um, But anyways, it's just, it's fun to reminisce, but um, kind of taking it back to um, our old youth pastor had left. He had taken a job at a different church, like it wasn't like an easy decision for them. They were like, I mean, their family was here. Everything they were gonna move to Florida. Like, I mean, like insane. our family. I mean, our family, our, our mm. church family. Yeah, 
still talks about it to this day. Like it's, it's still like, we're still in that recovery process and not even just the church that we're talking about that I still go to. Like Mm -hmm. everybody who went to that church, like there's nobody you run into unless they just stop believing in God Mm -hmm. that couldn't talk to you about it for at least five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like they all have like their experience. It's not that they're immature or they're bashing it, but it's just like, it really impacted an entire community of people like for their lives or at least for a good significant part of it because that was just we were so close Mm -hmm. but it was like to the point where it was very toxic yeah that we needed to just completely start over yeah so when he had left and leadership was kind of changing and a new individual had stepped in um he did things different and i mean i didn't necessarily like think it was the most like amazing things I don't know like I didn't think it was revelational at all mm-hmm. and it seemed a little surface level I don't know I'm not going to talk about it too much but like as a staff member at the time mm-hmm. and as a as a leader I needed to stand by the pastor and by our youth group and encourage all these other kids because people like the kids were having these like I don't know, withdrawals and like they were having these doubts. They're like, should I even go to youth group and stuff like that? Like, I don't know. I was like, just give it some time. Mm -hmm. Like you need to dive in. It's, you know, and again, like it's, it wasn't the most revelational. I don't know. And like the Wednesday nights thing. Like I think a lot of kids who were in sports had to like drop out. I remember my old Mm -hmm. mentor, I remember walking past her confronting the new pastor saying, you're really changing a lot. (laughs) And I was like, oh gosh, oh gosh, walk away. I I mean, he was, oh my goodness. Like I I can't imagine how much stress he was under Mm -hmm. and how many parents. But the thing was people, oh, back up, back up. Okay. I remember, I don't know if you were there for that or not. Maybe you were. But we were at Rosati's. It was the leadership team, like the adults. And I think there was a no. select few. Okay. <laughs> I would have remembered. There might have been a select few. I don't know if I was a student or not. Like a, Was this in the summer of 2014? I'm not 100% sure. If so, I did get an email. I was invited to something, but I was in North Myrtle Beach, obviously. Mm, that might have been it. But I think it was literally me and Michael Wright. I, I, we're, we're trying to disguise people's names, but... Look, he's not offended. It's not like we're saying hey, anything Michael. bad about him. Hey, Michael. Michael is a youth pastor now as well. Hello. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I just looked at you to continue. Like, I don't know what to say. Uh, hello? <laughs> um, anyways, but I I don't remember any other... I don't, whatever. And um, it was the adult leadership team, and we had interviewed a guy. Oh, gosh, I remember this. And for the youth position he ended up being a liar like a compulsive liar what wait like legit tell us alicia tell the fans when am i telling the fans i mean your mom (laughs) i'm just kidding um what how is he how did you find that out i never it was like i think he just was like i think he either said it later on like not to us but like to the executive pastor that was kind of like still like interviewing him as well and i think he ended up saying like yeah i'm a compulsive liar and we're like Oh. Wait, he was, like, being genuine, like, confessing? Yes. Like, I'm a compulsive liar? Yeah, he was. And the thing was, I was a little duped. I was a little deceived. I was like, yeah, this guy's great. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I remember us talking, and we were talking about, like, well, he has big shoes to fill. And I was like, let's, like, whoever took his job, you know, um, our old youth pastor. And I was like, 
I remember saying like, I don't know if we should be looking at it like that way. Like it's like if we needed another, you know, Ryan, we'll call him. <laughs> if we needed another Ryan, then then we should just get another one exactly like him that talks like him, looks like him, Which, dress like him. There is somebody, you know, that guy at Hope Church. He looks exactly oh. like him. He talks exactly like him. They have the exact same mannerisms. Their preaching style is the same. And I told them this. Like, it's actually very, very scary. Like, if you were to, like, step back a little bit and squint your eyes, you would think it's him. Hmm. His voice is, like, maybe an octave or two, like, lower. <laughs> Isn't that insane, though? Like, oh. an Oconomowoc. Of Sorry. all places. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Um, like, just so our viewers know. There is a, like, scary, true-to-life doppelganger. Wow. It's like, if you wanted that, here's a church right in town. <laughs> yeah. We'll hire him. Mm-hmm. But, like, I said, you know, like, if we needed another, this person, we would, we would like, find someone just like this person. But I don't think they need to fill and do the exact same, same things that they did. Because there's a reason why they left. And it wasn't, like, us. It was, like, they... They were going on to do what God was calling them to do, and I'm, honestly, like I, I can see it now as a an adult. And because well, you interned there, yeah. Um, but then, like I don't know, that's like my revelational thing. I was like, we don't need another person to fill their shoes. They need their own shoes. You know, mm-hmm. like that was my kind of thing. They need their own shoes. <laughs> I didn't know this person was a compulsive liar. <laughs> we don't He's need those cool. shoes though. Those are those are stinky and dirty. They need to be outside of that house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so I, I think students were dropping like flies because they weren't getting mm-hmm. this, um, Larger kind of experience figure type of a pastor. Yeah. And like that experience, uh-huh. that feeling that whatever. Um, and I think as soon as they were kind of removed from that, like it was just easier to not go to church. It was easier to not read your Bible or to not, you know, hang around bad people and get drunk and all that kind of stuff like yeah all of those like kids like some not all of them but like some kids like they kind of walked away and I and I saw them walk away from the church and then ultimately walk away from faith and kind of hurt my heart that to them it was just an experience Mm -hmm. and I think I truly believe that you know some of those kids might have really had an encounter and they were really genuine about it I believe that's true Mm -hmm. Um, and some people can maybe change their mind on that and stuff like that because of yeah, the people I'm a change of, of circumstances. Like, it was real, but they just chose not to invest in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, people who, like, I thought were setting one of the best examples. Like, I don't, I don't know how you go from that to that. I mean, and me, like, you've heard my story. I mean, you're my best friend. You lived through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, like, crazy. It. I was a part of it. <laughs> how me of all people, because even when I was, like, turning away in my disobedience, I guess maybe that's, like, the thing is, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know the cat was in here. Hello. Alicia has cat, by the way. Um, <laughs> but so, like, even when I, like, turned away and was, like, drinking and partying like I still believed in God and I still like I couldn't deny my faith I mean sometimes I tell you know stories about things I learned at church you know when I was hanging out with the wrong people I don't think it's under the influence or anything but you know what I mean it's like it was just an undeniable thing like once you really experienced God you couldn't not believe in him so Mm -hmm. I don't know that our people did and they just kind of perceived it differently later when they stopped investing in their faith but it takes like any relationship if you choose not to speak to somebody for a year well I'd say you're not really close anymore you know so I don't know I just I do get frustrated because 
there's just, you know, there's a level of, like, investment in every relationship, and it's your relationship with God. Like, that's the most important, and, you know, I love those people enough where, like, I'm sure if they were to hear I was frustrated, they wouldn't blame me. I don't think they'd be all upset. Yeah. It's because I care about them that I'm frustrated. Hey, kitty. Well, I was gonna text Sam. Like, Speaking of can. people who need Jesus, Alicia's cat is possessed <laughs> by the devil. No, he's not. He's just an evil cat. I mean, he's he can be cute and sweet, but then he just bites you. Just he's wait. so sweet. He snuggled with me and Mara today. And then he bit me later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Look at this good boy. Anyways, um, can we talk about? Is there a thing in here? Do you want to talk about Bible with Bible oh talk with Alicia? Wish. We put yeah. this on our docket, and I have no idea. She's like, you know how I know the lyrics of your songs, and you don't. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, this is kind of one of those times. So, oh my gosh, back in like 2010, 2011, back when we were in cell groups, we would go TBT. Yeah, so we were in this this youth group. And it was a ton of us. Like, I remember our youth pastor was like, this is the best youth group I have ever seen. Oh, don't, don't look it up. I know. Oh, you found it. Yeah, no, no. I, I think I came across this YouTube page the other day. Really? Yeah. And then you still managed to forget what it is? Well, I didn't really know the gist of what it was. I had a YouTube channel, apparently. Oh, my god! And I remember all those stick figure drawings. Yes. So, anyways, I'm sorry. So, um, we... Oh, and then, of course... Oh, my gosh, shut up. All your 2010 music playlists. Well, I know what I'm doing after this podcast. <laughs> well, I know what I'm going to do for the next three days. So... You know what's sad? Nine years ago, in... My first video only has 32 views. Hey, that's a lot. Look, we did hear from people. When I say mm. we, I mean you, but, like, I was standing next to you. Anyway, so, um, crap. Yes, we were in this group, and, like, it was a bunch of us, and we were all, like, growing at, like, the same rate in our faith. Like, a lot of these people had been in church for, like, years before Alicia and I, but they didn't have, like, I guess the best way of communicating what they knew, or I don't know, or they were just kind of, like had more of like a surface level understanding of things so they really took us through like the simple truth of the gospel and like all this stuff but we were so on fire in our faith and we all just like grew together and we were Mm -hmm. just like this family and I just remember that was just one of the most like fulfilling times in my life before there was drama before those people started to like you know cause drama and scar us and stuff I mean like we're we're all good now but like I just remember that group was so close and um what was I going to say? Dang it. We were Oh, close. yeah. Before we would go to that group, you would record Bible Talk with Alicia. So, Alicia used oh. to have a YouTube channel called Bible Talk with Alicia. And Please like, don't everyone, look it up. It was, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't look it up. <laughs> and every Wednesday night, she would, like, record this in her kitchen. Like, she'd put together all this content. And I believe only atheists would like comment on it but they would just talk about, i remember there was like one or two people who were Gotta like go back to youtube sorry you hear the clickety click clicks <laughs> but so there was somebody who was like i i don't actually believe but i just like love that you have this channel and that like you found something that works for you like keep putting out great content or something you know what i have found that sorry just like quick tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found that if you are so genuine about your faith and your love for God, some people who even hate the Lord, I'm so sorry that people do that, mm-hmm. they aren't bothered by it. Look at your team beef jerky. But Did we talk about team beef jerky on you this know, podcast? I don't think 
intro exit music sexy back nothing says bible talk oh with alicia Lee. i'm bringing sexy back we were new oh my in gosh. our faith <laughs> Some of us appear newer than others, even though <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh, like a G6. I've listened to that song so many times in the last few months. Oh my just like reflecting. Oh my gosh. Stop. And this, this she has like a look. whole series on here. Her hair is like Bible red and brown. Time. That's challenging. She's wearing a tie dye shirt. Oh I'm my trying gosh. to find this comment you were saying. Right, right. I mean, one of them, in. the 11 views I have, someone's got the comment. Maybe they, like, message you on Facebook or something. I don't know. Just Maybe keep looking. That, yeah. But, yeah, so I do Definitely. remember, though, how. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. What was I just talking about? Dubstep. <laughs> I was? Nope, sorry. I saw that. <laughs> team Beef Turkey. Oh, no, but Dubstep, oh, yeah, though. Beef. Dubstep was so crucial I at this time. I had five subscribers. Yay. So sorry, continue. I'm but so like dubstep had just come on the scene during this what? time. And um I do remember like we were we both got into dubstep like separately but then together and we like loved all the same songs like Sierra Lone and everything by Mount yeah. Eden. Eden, no, Eden. And um we would just like really connect to God through dubstep. Like I don't know what it was. Like the intensity of the music. Probably would, speaking in tongues. Oh my gosh, would just like give us a spiritual high. So Oh my gosh, when I tried to speak in tongues and it came out Dorito, I'll never forget that. I was thinking about that recently too, like just, because I've been very, very, very reflectant of 2010 with it being the new decade. Mm -hmm. And um, I just like find that crazy that, you know, I was even able to translate when I was so new in my faith and just like beyond deceived. Like I just didn't know a whole lot about things and I just kind of went through life like not understanding what was going on it was not mature um but yeah i was probably saying a few days oh yeah team beef jerky we used to have a parody band i'm sure we talked about it before but just uh, yeah, in case we like didn't it. we did make shirts okay so yeah i don't know just before Can we you... close off a season yeah yeah no no sorry no i was gonna go oh, I have, this is a good video by the way my full testimony of finding christ with pictures mm. um i'm gonna start crying oh really <laughs> no but like emotionally mentally yeah so we were talking before we were recording and one thing that i kind of had brought up was so we would do this like summer nights kind of situation and we would go to this person's house they had a giant house so we'd all go there like the whole youth group could fit there and then like on the top level um the middle schoolers met and on the bottom basement level the high schoolers met and i remember um we would all watch this video um uh, at the top lit level and it was like a francis chan kind of thing a video series yeah i would kill to watch that again to be honest and I don't know, someone was, like, he was telling a story or someone in his video was telling a story about how, you know, people were talking to, and reminiscing about their days when they were um, super genuine in their faith, super on fire, super all that kind of stuff, and how they had missed that. And um, I remember, like, answering, why would I answer this way? I was like, you know... I'm not, I can't relate. No, I don't think I said it like that, but hmm. I was just like, 
but I'm in that I'm in, I'm in that spot right now where I am so on fire for Christ. I I am in like I I want I'm like diving into his word like 25/7 and like that's how I was like like looking at all those YouTube videos that I made that I completely forgot about and erased from my mind for somehow mm-hmm. reason. Totally just brought it up. Don't yeah. you remember you used to have a YouTube channel? Twenty videos pop up. Oh, <laughs> like, I was legitimately deep in there this. was like three rows of your videos you yeah. just pulled up. I'm gonna literally like I'm gonna be listening to some of those after. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> yeah, seriously though, um, but like that makes me. It's just like wow, so precious. Like what a precious little faith I had, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm that old person, old quotation marks, like 24, looking, whoa. <laughs> I'm like 25, whoa, this right. here's my golden, wait, quick, 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 and I'm gonna go all out for it, okay. like I'm talking all out, I'll, we'll talk later, anyways, <laughs> um, but like I'm looking back 10 years ago to when I was like, constantly in the bible and now i struggle to flip a page open sometimes and mm. like i mean me and me and god talk all the time and it's not i don't know like i'm not trying to like i don't know justify whatever mm. how my faith is now and stuff but i think as an adult you have to fight way harder mm-hmm. and because you're not in a youth group anymore you're not i don't know you you have to be involved in like a bible study or something to like keep yourself on track because you can get so busy and swept up in being busy mm-hmm. that being an adult yeah that you kind of like busy god out of your life mm-hmm. and i like something that i personally pray constantly is god please give me just this crazy thirst for your word i want to be so hungry for the scriptures and I feel terrible that I'm not sometimes. And um, I always just have that prayer in mind and um, just kind of like pleading with God, like, please take me back to when I first met you and, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like, I've prayed that a lot too. It's, it's like the last like year or so. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know. I was ta- to kind of put this in a different perspective. I was talking with Sam, um, the other, I think it was like a night or two ago. And I think we we're talking about like our exes and stuff like that. Cause I brought up like our last episode, like our Valentine's day episode and just like our funny, like dating experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and we were talking about how, like, you know, how, how you can say the same thing to an ex and say it to maybe like, you're now a wife or husband and stuff and it mean completely different Mm -hmm. and um like you know like I you're the best thing I don't know like you're like I love you so much or like even saying that you love someone Mm -hmm. like I said I love you to my seventh grade boyfriend um and that means something completely different to how I say I love you to my husband Mm -hmm. and I think at that time I genuinely thought that I loved that individual Mm -hmm. and I don't think it was even just a thought that I think I'm I'm sure I probably did like those feelings felt real in the moment but they were just different and immature like every phase or every person or Mm -hmm. not that I said I loved people all the time but there's a few people that I said that I loved um you too I love you too, whatever. And it meant something different at that time. But when I say, say it to Sam and when I said it for the first time and to, to when I said, say it now, it means different. And because our love has matured mm-hmm. and it's, 
I don't know. It's just a different, like the longer we are together, the different it feels. Not that it's any less or whatever. It's just, it's kind of, it's fun to see mm-hmm. the different seasons that we go go through in our relationship. And I think about that with Christ too, of like the longer that we're like with our relationship with Christ, the different things can be. Mm-hmm. Things can't, yeah, things can't always be like they were in youth group in 2010, you mm-hmm. know, and nor should, should they always be that way. Like you have to move on and, and grow and be different because we're not 14 and 16 forever. Mm-hmm. We're going to continually get older and as we get older, our needs and our way of connecting with God changes based off of honestly, like our circumstances mm. and the, how our lives are at that point. Sorry, we're getting so deep right now. Mm. Um, so for my context, it's fighting to, I mean, honestly, I probably like in my head, like I thought, like I thought to myself, I'm like, I need to just start getting up before like my daughter does Mara and, mm-hmm. um, even if I just read a lick of scripture, like just a start, you know, to daily, you know, practice mm-hmm. of like waking up and saying, good morning, God, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. That was just kind of like my little, my little mm-hmm. rant tangent. But yeah, I definitely want to add something to that. Do it. Because I've been thinking about this for years, especially like I was on a, like a summer mission in 2017 and we had like this heart to heart talk as a team probably the only time it ever happened because that was a really rough trip and I just remember thinking back to 2010 and how genuine my faith was and I was like you know I like when I was 16 that was the most genuine my faith has ever been and even Mm -hmm. though like it's so true because I was just thinking about earlier like now my relationship with God you think about all the things that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me you think about like all like the mission trips, the support raising, like things with my family, issues, relationships, like everything I've been through. Our our relationship has matured so much that I give him a look or I give him, you know, or he gives me just a little bit of a tone and like I maybe don't understand everything about him, but it's kind of like that when like a wife gives a husband a look and they know instantly, Mm -hmm. like they can communicate with each other. I mean, 10 years ago, I wasn't getting much of anything from God, but I also wasn't learning how to speak to him, learning his character enough, learning how to hear from him. And so now I look at that and I'm like, God is so beyond active in my life. He's a part of everything. Um, You know, I don't feel like I'm struggling to incorporate him in my life at all. Um, If anything, I would get so scared that he's not enough a part of it, which is probably why he's always there. But I just, I want to go through everything in life with him um, as my important relationship. But it's just like crazy how when I was 16, it was just about faith. Like, sure, I had my music, but for some reason, my music was totally separate. I think because I didn't see Christ at the center of it, it Mm. was just, like, my obsession, my passion, my hobby, whatever. But, like, then when I rededicated my life to the Lord, and I knew I was called to public speaking, and I, I just have heard, like, a few people come out and say this on Instagram, like, similar struggles, but I just remember my faith became so centered around me teaching other people. And how people were going to perceive me in my life. And, like, my walk with the Lord was through the lens of, like, becoming a Christian public speaker. And then, okay, becoming this, becoming that. Like, it was so centered on who I needed to be and how I needed to get to where I wanted to be so I could be the person I need to be to go to what I want to do and live my purpose instead of Mm -hmm. just being in love with God like I was. And it wasn't 
it didn't take any effort. I mean, granted, you look at the things in my life that were still very messed up and that I was not maturing in. I had no idea that I was not doing things correctly or just like that certain things in my life weren't the way they should be. Um, Because it's not about perfection, but it is just about becoming Christ-like. And I didn't understand what it looked like to be Christ-like, but I knew that God was real and I want Mm -hmm. to experience miracles. So now I have a whole other understanding of how to live like him, how to walk like him, not just to know he's real and get everybody to see that. And I think that's where I really stumbled in my face is faith is I didn't understand and understand how to deal with my anger how to deal with relationships like I wasn't getting advice on the topical areas of life like we were in the sermons and they were very great and they were deep but it wasn't like the in-depth mentoring in my life like I did have that but kind of by the time I started to get it it was almost too late Mm -hmm. like it was like okay now that you're struggling with this now we need to bring you a mentor and so yeah yeah but so not yeah. a preventative it was like a like a solution yeah and there was some of that before so it's not like it was anybody's fault but it's just like I didn't know I knew that things I was doing weren't right but I didn't know why they mm-hmm. weren't now that I know why it's so different like when you understand okay if I spend this five dollars I'm not gonna have any I'm not gonna have any money for the next three days but when you're young maybe you're like oh I'm gonna spend this five dollars I'm sure I can get another ten bucks from my parents and then you're not gonna know that oh no you spend your five bucks we're not giving you any more money you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so like as you get older and not so much older but as you mature in your relationship with God because it's not about age you you start to understand those things and so yeah I don't know it's just something I wanted to mention that my faith was definitely very genuine and I miss that but um huge thing on my heart is just about like adulthood And, like, the Bible speaks clearly about, like, us being, like, little children before the Lord and that um, if we can't, like, trust in him and have the childlike faith, like, we can't inherit the kingdom of heaven. Like, Mm -hmm. I just see so many adults that it's almost like a competition between who can be the most concerned about paying their bills. And I know I fall into that trap at times, but I'm not, like, genuinely super concerned. Do you know what I mean? It's just more like, oh, now I have this responsibility I didn't have a year ago. Mm -hmm. So I have to think about this. But it's like adults, they make everything about, I have to rely on myself. I have to work. I have this to worry about. And it's it's real. Yeah. Like there's there's a reason they're concerned the way that they are. But like to truly live by faith, to take a and risk. And not by sight. Yes, and not by sight, but to or sight. And to truly like take a risk when God is calling you to a serious yeah. step of faith, that only gets harder to do with age because of the amount of responsibility that you have. Mm -hmm. but that is not an excuse and so it's like so important talking about adulthood it's like your career gets in the way of how you perceive growing in faith and like you're trying to grow in faith but you're also like okay god are you gonna give me enough money to remodel my home to get this to get that Mm -hmm. and it's i've just seen it really i don't know if i would say kill the faith of a lot of people in my community but i've just been set such an like just such an awful example of like okay god do i have this where's my husband? What about my house? What about this? It's like, dude, he wants to be a part of every area of your life. Mm -hmm. Why is it? Like, he's not a wish granter. Yeah, he's not a genie in a bottle. And even though these people know that, these are the last things coming from their mouth. And I just find that totally unacceptable coming Mm -hmm. from the type of background that we do. And sometimes people just don't get it, but it's like, these people do get it and they just... God is like, I don't know how to explain it, but like you said, your circumstances definitely shape not everything in your relationship with God, but they do have a lot of, like, emotional power over you because it's, you know, 
-hmm. should just learn to be content and trust in him no matter what. But a lot of people let their circumstances and how God has treated them deal with how they view his character. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I could, I could really go off right now, but we're really cutting close for time. But yeah. I just thought that was important to share while we were on the topic. So for sure. There's yeah. a, a saying that's like, um, uh, your, your circumstance d doesn't, uh, wow, tripped up over all my words. Your mm. circumstance doesn't define the character of God, but God's character defines your circumstance. And stuff yeah. Like that. Um, okay. To conclude, let's, um, play a quick, very quick game of quick pick a memory. <laughs> um, so we're basically going to like, I think just one mem each, and then we can sign off because mm -hmm. um, it's probably a longer podcast. But um, mm -hmm. we're literally just going to say pick a memory to each other. And we're just going to say the first memory that comes to our mind. Okay. So, Kelsey, pick a memory quick. Um, Our friend Grace picking up a dead fish in my backyard. <laughs> you were there. Yeah. Okay, pick a memory. Um. <laughs> When singing, I think you like recorded um your first like moving on single like for like I heard it in the Max basement for like the first time, and I was really jealous. I was like, you have that stuff. I yeah. did. Yeah. Gosh, that sounds really cool. I don't remember that at all. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, now now you know. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so go look up Bible Talk with Alicia and subscribe, <laughs> like and comment. <laughs> Just kidding. Also, if you do follow this podcast and you enjoy it, um, please show some love, write a review, or give us five stars. We will not accept anything below five stars. <laughs> <laughs> we will <laughs> delete anything we have to. We no. will block you on all social media. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyways, seriously, um, if you follow this podcast and you love it, show us some love. Um and we would love that. So, uh, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And again, so this is our final episode of the season, kind of wrapping up more of our childhood. Um, I struggled with the syllables there. <laughs> <laughs> and next season is going to be more about where are they now? Um, just to kind of put your mind at ease that we are normal functioning adults. Anyways, um, so we will see you next week on another episode of Not Your Normal Childhood. Childhood.